everyone, and welcome back to another episode of We, Us, and Ours, hosted by yours truly, Charlotte from Chicago. On this podcast, we believe that all strangers are a new potential friendship, and that's why I'm extra excited for you all to hear our conversation with our new friend, Anthony A.J. Barber, today. A.J. and I actually got connected on TikTok wild enough, but he's just an incredible and super talented sweet guy, and He's going to share a little bit about his life, his dreams, and his journey to the Olympics. Hi, Anthony. I'm so excited to just just uh, have you here with us. I would love for you to just introduce yourself a little bit for anyone who might not know you yet, because they are, I'm sure, in for a big treat. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, so my name is... Anthony Barber. Most people call me just AJ. I like going by AJ. I'm from South Florida, born and raised, went to school out in Oklahoma, moved back home. And I really just love being back home in Florida. My family's Lebanese. Uh, half, I'm half Lebanese. And so I swam on the Lebanese national team since I graduated back in 2015. And yeah, it's just been, just been a wild ride being a, being a professional swimmer. Now, retired, semi-retired professional swimmer. So we'll see, uh, we'll see what the future holds. But yeah, yeah so I'd love to, to hear a little bit more about that, because that's actually how I got connected with you, <clears> was <throat> just hearing a little bit about your swimming journey. So what can you mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it's kind of kind of wild. It's uh, not as long as most swimmers. I, I didn't start till I was 16. Most swimmers start when they're, you know, five, six, seven. But uh, I started when I was 16. I, I played every sport growing up and swimming was never one of them. I love baseball, basketball, football, played all of them through middle school. And really, then I tried to really focus in on basketball because that's what I was my favorite one. I wanted to play in college. Eventually, wanted you're also to play very pro. tall, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> I am. I'm six seven. Yeah. So wow, uh, tall to most people, but still short to some, which is crazy. So, <laughs> but yeah. So so yeah, got started my sophomore year of high school. Swam, you know, three three seasons. Didn't really take it too seriously. Like I loved racing. Did hated practice though. And then towards the end of my senior year, I decided that, you know, this is, you know, I didn't really, I got a couple offers to play in college for basketball, but I wasn't nothing I was interested in. And I was still so new to the sport of swimming and so raw that I was like, eh, let's just see where this takes me. And so got a scholarship to swim at Oklahoma Baptist University and yeah, had an unbelievable time there for, we won uh, the NAI national championship all four years. We were there, got to travel the world. And you know, had a great coach that was really like a father to the team. So yeah, he was he was incredible. You know, really impacted a lot of us, changed a lot of the lives on the team. You know, he was, you know, a lot more than just a coach. And all the great ones are. And yeah, he kind of encouraged me to start swimming for for Lebanon. Um, so back in 2012, I reached out to the federation and sought my, you know, how we could you know make that work, make that happen. And yeah, it was a, about a year and a half of paperwork. I have to Oof. do, but yeah, beginning in 2014, got my citizenship and then um, represented my first swim meet for them at the, in August, 2014 at the, at the Asian games in South Korea. It's crazy. Cause I was like, right when school started. So, and then I had to like battle cause I was over there about two weeks. I had to battle a lot of jet lag. And oh yeah. Jet lag is the yeah. worst. <laughs> yeah. And then trying to, you know, practice and be in class on top of that was, it was not fun, but you know, it was my senior year, so it was, uh, you know, it was just 
trying to focus on, you know, the future of what I could have after I graduated. So, and then, yeah, swam pro for five years and was blessed to thank God to be able to fulfill my dream of swimming the Olympics 2016 and kind of just kept the ball rolling and kind of in like a limbo here between 2020 and 2021, but definitely not, I'm kind of just taking it easy right now. I totally get that. And so many of us are finding ourselves in in a limbo because 2020 has just been this weird roller coaster. But I'm I'm dying to know what is it like in the Olympics walking in that ceremony at the beginning? That as a kid was the coolest thing to watch. Just everyone coming in with their flags. What's it like to just be there? Oh, it's it's unbelievable. It's I mean, just the atmosphere that the people in the audience that they that they create and, and the each teams, you know, each team they some, some of them have their own cheer. So there's, you know, cheers just going off as you're walking up, like in the tunnels, just echoing. And, you know, there's fans and volunteers like lined up outside of the stadium as you walk in and they're, you know, they're cheering for all the athletes and Lebanon has a big the Lebanese community is big in Rio in Brazil. So they were, they were out there that night cheering for us and it was incredible. And, you know, the, they did a great job and it, it was unbelievable because, you know, everything you've worked for came down and, you know, that was it. You were there. So it was kind of just enjoying the moment. Uh, not much, not a whole lot of pressure or stress. It was just, you know, taking everything in and enjoying it. I bet that's like a really emotional moment too. Cause for a lot of people, like you said, <clears throat> like it's their whole lives or for you, it had been such a huge part of your life for the last multiple years that it's just overwhelming, but in like a great way. Yeah. Yeah. It's it. Uh, I don't even know just the journey it took to get there is, you know, didn't know if I was going and finding out that I was. And, you know, it was just, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot of emotions going into it. Cause my grandmother passed, she actually, she had the, she, she passed like three or four days after I found out. So I got to wow. find out that I was going back in July. So I got to, I got to be able to tell her, you know, that I would be swimming for Lebanon on the Olympics. And she wasn't, you know, really, I mean, she, she could understand and, but she, you know, there wasn't, she wasn't really there that that you know that day that, that couple of days before um but you know her eyes got big and she smiled and like that was just you know my <laughs> you know I had I couldn't do anything but cry and uh but then I had to gather my emotions and go to practice because I was like oh man I actually got to get ready for this thing but yeah and just having you know my both my Lebanese all my Lebanese family support you know my parents and my brothers and my aunt and my cousin uh came down with my coach that came down to Brazil, I, I was told it was a long way to travel for 23 seconds, but <laughs> it was, uh, you know, I was it's very, so very it. blessed. Yeah. Yeah. Very blessed to have them there. And, you know, I know my family was, everybody's cheering on for back home, got a lot of, a lot of support, a lot of text messages that day and of my race. And even the day I found out, but it was, um, yeah, a special moment for sure. Amazing. And what race did you partake in? I saw in the 50 freestyle. So the shortest race in the Olympics as far as distance and swimming and oh, and time. But yeah, it's just one length of the pool, just straight shot. Wow. And what was your time? Uh, I did it. I think there I did a 23.7. Not my best, but yeah, again, I was just happy. It was, I was just happy to be there. Yeah. And, you know, not not swim slow. So <laughs> exactly. And also uh, to me, that really means nothing time wise. I'm like, wow, that's <laughs> so fast. So yeah, I placed I placed 48th, I think. So, hey, top 50 in the world isn't too shabby. Yeah, that's amazing. And also, if I remember correctly, you're also a national record holder too, right? Yeah, yeah. My, uh, 
actually my first my first meet I swam it's kind of like a local meet I swam for Lebanon in Mexico I was not really local it was in Mexico but we went with my college team at the beginning of 2014 so at the end of my junior year of college and I broke the 50 free 100 free and I broke the 50 free 100 free yeah my first yeah that first meet ever and then I've later on went to break the 50 fly and just missed the 100 fly and um like a few 100s of a second but yeah, so I still own all three of those. No, I do not own the 100 free anymore, but I own the 50 and the 50 fly, 50 free and 50 fly record are still mine. But there's a lot of young talent in Lebanon and they're, they're getting better. So um, we'll see. Well, it's exciting that you kind of yeah. get to pave the way for it though. And it's always hard to kind of let go of those things, but it's exciting to kind of pave the way and get to see all that future talent coming in, right? Exactly. That's, that's amazing. You know, Lebanon, it's not... It's not really known for its sports, and that's something that I would have loved to do. And you know, hopefully, I can still help out, but just really pave the way for swimming because it's not, you know, it's at an early age. You know, a lot of kids do it, a lot of kids love it, but as you grow up, they kind of just focus more on schooling, and so which is important too. But you know, the, yeah, just trying to like help it's them hard realize to become a professional a athlete, right? Even even not even then, like they just um, a lot of them after like middle school kind of stop swimming. Um, as they get to high school, but, but it's all right. I mean, but I just, I just want them to know that you can, you know, do this, you know, it's possible for somebody, a Lebanese athlete to, to, you know, chase the dream and, you know, compete in athletics. And a lot of, a lot of the youth now, like there's, we had a couple, you know, juniors and seniors in high school that, that are going to make a name for themselves and, you know, watch out for them. So. That's so exciting. Would you ever consider maybe coaching one day later down the line? So yeah, yeah, I coach now. I coach at a high school. Well, my high school that I was at, I was I'm the assistant coach Fine. and help help coach alongside my coach. And yeah, we've had a busy season. We're wrapping up our season now, and you know, I love it. I I love coaching it. Um, I don't know if it's something I want to do long term, but you know, just being around the sport and giving back any way I can, I think is I think is always a blessing. So absolutely. And I do have kind of a silly question that I want to know if it was just swimming culture in the Midwest or if it's kind of like national. But mm-hmm. at my high school and all the neighboring high schools, during state, all of the guys would bleach their hair and they would just let it grow. And then right before, I think, like all of the big state or just the big races, then they'd all buzz it off. And I don't know if that's just a Midwest thing, but everyone would do it. And I always thought it was the funkiest thing in high school. Yeah. I don't know. I know some people that bleach their hair or shave it off. Um, every team's different. Every team's got their thing. I never, I never once bleach my hair and then shit. but we do we do have to shave everything else so that is I do recall ask that. if that's legit and I'm like that is legit it helps <laughs> big time especially for wow. a Lebanese man so <laughs> <laughs> totally totally understandable so you brought up a little bit about kids chasing their dreams so I would love to hear a little bit more about what kind of your dreams are now because you are still like very young, but you've accomplished all these great things, but still the best is yet to come. So what are kind of some of the things that are on your radar for the next few years or maybe big ambitions that you have later down the line? Love to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah. Um, I haven't really thought a whole lot about, you know, dreams outside of swimming recently because everything kind of just came to a screeching halt, you know, career-wise in that. But, you know, I, I, I would love to you know, have a family one day and, you know, raise them in a, in a godly manner and, and, you know, grow, you know, teach them sports. I mean, I, I grew up in an athletic family, 
and we always evolved around sports. And I just want to continue to pass that on to my kids and just, you know, have fun with them. And, and career-wise, just, I mean, I, obviously you want to be successful. You know, I always take, I mean, I work hard and I always take working hard and, you know, dedication very seriously. And, you know, just trying to stay disciplined and, you know, just be the best version of myself in a way that represents, you know, my family and, you know, my Lord and Savior to the best of my ability. And, you know, we'll, we'll see where that takes me. I'll love, a goal of mine a couple of years ago was eventually to start like a uh, foundation for uh, children with special needs and disabilities. I think that would, that would, that's again, like later on, later on, but I think that would be, I uh, just have a, you know, a soft spot in my heart for, for those kids. And so, you know, any way I could help them out and give back would be, would be amazing. So. I love that. And I think the fact that God has planted that seed in you already, and especially because from the little bit that I know about you, that it seems like that you will just grab opportunities when they come and just run wholeheartedly after them. And so it doesn't have to be a whole lifelong of something, but when the right door opens, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm there. And so I think that that's really cool. And I think that that's going to come to flourishing and who knows it might be sooner than you'd expect which is exciting and equally terrifying <laughs> right right because I don't know what I'm doing so <laughs> honestly the older I get the more I have figured out that everyone I know is just faking it till they make it we don't get older and figure sometimes. out everyone's just like nope we're in this boat together <laughs> <laughs> sometimes that's all you need that's all you need so Exactly. And so I know we've kind of touched on it a little bit, but I know that faith is really important to both of us. And so I'd love to hear a little bit more about kind of your, your faith journey. Our, yeah. So, you know, born and raised in a Christian household, accepted, accepted Christ when I was five and, you know, just grew up in church, you know, was that, you know, typical church kid, quiet, shy, growing up all the way through high school. And uh, yeah, just, you know, had had a lot of key moments in my life where, you know, you could feel God's presence and got to college and, you know, still was able, didn't really grow and work in my faith as much as I should have, um, kind of definitely let, like that college lifestyle get the best of me. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I, I didn't stray away. Like I would still, uh, make it to church as much as I could every Sunday if I could. And, um, but again, it's a lot more than just showing up to church. There's definitely a uh, personal and relationship side that you have to have and growing your faith. And it took me until about my senior year to realize that. And, and this is why, I mean, this is why I owe everything to my coach because he really, you know, helped kind of see, get me out of this rut I was in. He, uh, so at every, so was a senior or my senior year, I was a captain, uh, of our team, every senior, every senior is a captain out there. And so, but you know, it was just like, uh, it was like right a couple months before, our national championship meet maybe a month before six weeks something like that and we have a hard practice and you know my coach just pulls me out to pulls me out of practice like in the middle of a set he's like I want you to go home and don't come back until you're ready he says something's wrong with you I'm like what do you mean? I was like coach I'm fine like let me get back in let's let's get to work he says no you're not I was like what he goes just go home and don't come back until you're ready I was like, ready for what? He says, just don't come back until you're ready. And I, he didn't mean like go home to Florida. He was just, you know, my house there. And, and so I was like, okay. I'm, but I, I had an attitude with it. I was, I was not happy. So he kicked me out, you know, captain of a team, you know, um, in the middle of practice, everyone's like, where are you going? I'm like, I don't know. Home, I guess. I don't know what, like, but, but he was right. Um, I eventually, you know, I texted, eventually like found out, I like, was reading a couple books to read Psalm 143. 
Hence, uh, it's one of my favorite passages. And I read that every day uh, for the pretty much for the rest of this, for the rest of the school year, for the rest of the season, especially. And a book, Fight by Craig Rochelle. And so I, cause I was going to his church at the time in Life Church in Oklahoma. And yeah, so that, I mean, I don't know, that afternoon I just drove around like praying and asking God, like, like, like what's going on? Like, what, like, what am I missing? And I just had no joy in my life. There was, there was, I would just wake up, it's like same, same story, different day, wake up, swim, eat, sleep, go to school, all of that. And there really was no passion behind it. And, you know, when my coach kicked me out, I, I found that again, somehow in the middle of Shawnee, Oklahoma, I found my joy and love and passion for swimming again and um, for Jesus, for Jesus Christ. And um, so the next day I came back and I was like, coach, I'm ready. Like, and he says, no, you're not. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm not. I, I like coach. I pr- trust me. I feel better. And uh, he's like, no, you're not ready yet. So again, I was like, whatever, you know, we didn't have school at this time. Cause it was like, we had a J term. So you were just kind of, and everybody that wasn't taking a class at all of January off pretty much. So it was like really, but it was like really hard training for us as swimmers. Cause I was like coming down to like our national championship was end of February. So, you know, it's go time. I was like, coach, I want to be with the team. He says, not yet. I was like, fine. So whatever. I just, again, just like probably played basketball or something and worked out. Or I don't know. Um, but I wasn't allowed to swim. So then the next day I came back, he was like, all right, you're ready. So after that practice, like I just had a completely different a- attitude. I worked hard and it was finished the season really well and had a couple best times, but just, you know, that really turned my life around that moment right there. And after that practice, uh, my first practice back, I went to my coach's office. I was like, just thank you. Cause you, you know, you changed my life. And so I look back at that moment and that's where like my faith started kind of rekindled and, you know, five years, five years later now, we're, we're still going and still, still growing in my faith. And, you know, it hasn't been easy since that day, but you know, I, that's definitely when I can look back and be like, yeah, that was when the new AJ started. And, you know, I have, I've had friends in my life that have helped encourage me and keep me accountable and, you know, um, help me grow my faith. And especially over this, even, even since quarantine, I've felt like my heart changed again uh, for the Lord. And it's just been, you know, he's, God is so good and I would not be where I'm at without him. And that's all, that's a big picture. It's just, God is amazing. And that's it. (laughs) And the story, that's all you need. And it's just amazing because a lot of people talk about like hearing from God and it's not necessarily like an audible thing where it's God tapping you on the shoulder and being like, hello, go this way in life. But Mm. sometimes he just uses people around you to just speak life and encouragement and truth into you. And sometimes it comes in ways that it's not always well received at first. You're like, what do you mean? Like, what are you saying? But that later you can step back and say, wow, okay, I really needed that kind of vibe check. And it's just, it's, it's crazy how he works all things together for good. Amen to that. And it's just like, he's just been so evident throughout my life. And I can look back and just like, you know, pick key moments where I was like, wow, that was really, and you don't realize it's him at the time, but you're just like, you could look back and be like, man, that was such a God thing. Like that was such a God thing. And it's just like, how, how could anybody not believe in it? I've witnessed him in my life and like, who am I to deserve that? Right. Like, but he died on the cross for me and for everybody. And so we can experience that with him. And it's just like, you just want to tell people about it because like, it's not, 
Like I'm not special that I get this special treatment. He does this for everybody. You just got to open your eyes and, and receive it. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's just amazing how, how you can grow as a person and also growing in your faith and all that. But I think it's important to do these reflective things and look back on your life and say like, wow, this was, this was the season I was in and it seemed really sucky. And I think that's how 2020 will be for a lot of people. But mm-hmm. when you're going through it, man, are you going through it? But later when you can kind of take a step back and say, wow, okay, well, this sucked and I might not have chosen it myself, but good things have come from it. And I think that's a really, a really beautiful thing, you know? Yeah. Amen. And like, there like certain things that we go through, like there, God uses those moments to make us stronger and to develop us into, you know, a, a new, a new person. And, you know, a verse that's been on my mind lately is second Corinthians 12, 2 Corinthians 12, eight through 10. Uh, I'm going to look it up because I don't quite know it by heart yet. So I'm not going to try and mess it up. (laughs) But basically it's Paul is asking, Paul has a thorn in his side and he's basically asking God to remove it, but you know, he doesn't. And so we kind of pick it up here. Uh, So verse eight says three different times. I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need for my power works best in weakness. So now I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that, that I suffer for Christ for when I'm weak, then I am strong. And it's just like, this, this it's like hitting me in the face. Cause it's like everything we go through all this stuff. It's like, if we persevere through these moments, like that makes us into a different person. Like I, I wasn't supposed to go to the Olympics. But like I, I, I could have just turned, I could have just pouted, I could have just thrown a temper tantrum. But I was just, I was just, I was like, okay, I accepted it, I accepted it, right? And just, and like my, my mom was crying, and I was like, I was trying to like comfort her, which kind of like helped me just like realize it's not a big deal, it's not the end of the world, it's a, it's a stinking swim meet, and it's just like whatever, you know, I'm like my life's gonna go on, it's not gonna be any different. But it's just, it's, but like God uses those moments, and he, when your faith is tested, and and you show up and you know, you, you act accordingly, as it says in scripture, you know, God's going to reward that. And I, I he's just, I don't know. He's just awesome. <laughs> I, I agree. And I think a big commonality there is just your willingness to be available for God to use you however, and whenever. And I try not to do new year's resolutions. I try to pick a word for the year. And so mm-hmm. my word for 2020 has been consistency, but my word for 2019 was available And for me, it was six weeks into the year where God closed a huge door and just kind of knocked my feet out from under me and was like, we're going to make you available. I was like, well, this was not at all how I would have liked this, but it ended up being such a huge blessing in disguise. And I think that with a lot of people in life is that if you just are willing and available to run wholeheartedly into the adventures that come at you, both good and bad, that God just like honors that and bring some amazing adventures. Amen. Amen. He, I, you, I can't say better than that. He's just, <laughs> <laughs> just be ready and available and, you know, God will use you in many ways. Exactly. And it's not always going to be what you think. Not always going to be the, the way that you think and the way that you want. You pray a prayer and you expect God to answer it and he will, but in a totally different way. And you're like, exactly. no, no, this was not what I wanted. And God was like, yeah. well, this is what you need. <laughs> right on. 
and that it's always for the better, you know, mm-hmm. always. And it may not be better right away, but later on, it it's gonna it's gonna pay off. Absolutely. So, is there any advice that you would give to baby AJ way back when? Now, in your like mid to late twenties, because we we know all. Is there any advice you would have given, or you would want to give to other people from your life? Yeah, invest in Tesla right away. <laughs> <laughs> right away. No, but yeah, it's just stay patient and, and trust in God's timing. I mean, I st- I still tell myself that now, and it's like that. That's been like the biggest. Thing. Like that was my patience was my word for last year, but I, I have been, I've had to exercise it so much this year that it's like, it's kind of carried over and just, it's just trusting, trusting him. And he, that's just keep your eyes on the Lord, surround yourself with good friends and yeah, just be patient and wait for him. Absolutely. I love it. And okay. So as we're kind of wrapping up, I have one question that I love to ask people. I I ask people this, no matter where I've met them at a fun setting, professional, whatever. But I want to know if you could travel to anywhere in the world, where would you go? All right. This is a good question. This is a good question. I've, I have a couple that are on my list. Okay. Tell me. Um, I've, I've been to so many places already and I've loved all of them, but like New Zealand, New Zealand and Switzerland, I think are at the top of my list. Yeah. Or the Maldives. But that's like everyone's that's on everyone's list i think but <laughs> new zealand and switzerland i think are up there for me absolutely both beautiful places the number one thing on my bucket list is to go paragliding in queenstown new zealand mm. i am terrified of falling <laughs> but i've been i've been to north island new zealand fell in love and life begins at the end of your comfort zone so i'm going that's to paraglide right. in queenstown i might cry while i'm running off the mountain <laughs> but it's going to happen <laughs> All right. You just got to have faith and trust that that wind's going to keep you up. Exactly. That's Say it. a little prayer beforehand and be like, okay, yeah. we're going out with one, one thing that a pastor that I said loves his name or that I love that a pastor said, his name is Mark Batterson. I think oh, yeah. you have his book, Chase the Lion. Yeah. In that, that book, book, it says, stop trying to live life as if the goal is to arrive safely at death. And I was like, oh, when that hit, when I read that, that hit me. And I was like, okay, you know what? We're going to run into these adventures, run off the mountains and just perfect. Trust that it's going to work out. Okay. That's, that's living right there. That's not just getting by. That's living, going out and doing stuff like that. So absolutely good for you. Where's your top spot? So see, I've been a lot of places I've been to all 50 states, and I've been to 42 countries so far. Holy mackerel, so, I thought I've been to a lot of <laughs> So, well, my degree, my degree in college was international business. So the more I traveled, I was like, I'm furthering my education. Um, <laughs> but somewhere new, I've, I'm really dying to do an African safari. And so I've been actually watching the great courses on it. So it's like this probably like 15 hour thing that I've been learning about the safari. So I'm looking at maybe South Africa and Tanzania probably. And mm-hmm. bigger goal is I want to do a cruise to Antarctica. Oh, wow. I want to do all seven continents. Wow. I'm at four right now. So I have, I have a little ways to go. <laughs> That's awesome. What, uh, which of the big five don't you have? I don't have South America. I don't have Africa and I don't have, Antarctica because I've always wanted to go to South America with someone who speaks Spanish because I speak Mm. Mandarin Chinese so I've spent a lot of time in Asia 
I know the basic white girl speaks Mandarin, (laughs) not fluently, but enough that I can get around and not die. So I've spent a lot of time out there and I volunteered an orphanage in the Philippines. So when I'm over there, I try to spend some time exploring other places, but I would love to do South, all of Africa, different regions, Mm -hmm. Um, but South Africa would probably be first and then South America. And of course have to do Antarctica. Of course. I mean, visit the penguins. Right. And I I actually have a kind of like a competition with my cousin because I'm an only child and he's an only child. So we're kind of like brother and sister. He works for NASA and NASA does this expedition where they can go to Antarctica to like search for meteorite. And I want to go to Antarctica for photography, for travel, for wildlife. So we kind of have a competition of who's going to make it to Antarctica first. (laughs) So I'm putting my money on me, but we'll see. (laughs) I believe I'll see if you can get, you know, see if you can get it paid for by NASA. Maybe you can be his like little tour guide. Right. I'll just take all the pictures, (laughs) but talk about cold. If you don't like cold, I don't know how much, but you're welcome to tag along. I have no plans to visit Antarctica anytime (laughs) soon. (laughs) Who knows if the opportunity comes up, you might just be like, okay. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I, love I, it. I know, I know I have enough jackets for sure. And I have enough jackets, even though I live in Florida, <laughs> I have enough jackets. Incredible. Well, it's been so fun chatting with you, but I'd love for you to tell people where they can get connected with you. If they'd love to hear more <laughs> about your story or like I did get connected with you on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I guess that's one thing that's kind of came from, you know, this whole quarantine thing is I have, I have a TikTok. So yeah, my, my TikTok and Instagram handle are the same. It's just AJ Barber, B-A-R-B-A-R. And yeah, I post trying to be more, I used to just post like pictures of my life on Instagram, but I'm just kind of, now that like, I guess people think I'm, you know, interesting or whatever. I have to post more <laughs> motivational <laughs> stuff rather than just boring stuff about my life. But uh, yeah, those are really only two places that I'm frequently on. So well, I'm sure people will will get connected with you. Um, it's funny seeing you on my like for for you page of TikTok and like following, but the the one that I really resonated with recently was the jumping one where you're like, oh, me being single, oh, yeah. bouncing around. Very funny. I am in this stage of life where I'm in catch flights, not feelings. That's kind of Amen my to mantra. That. So I totally, totally relate. Amen to that. Love Amazing. it. Amazing. <laughs> well, thank you. What a great guy, truly. I just, I hope that hearing AJ's story encouraged you like it did for me. I think the biggest thing that resonated with me was when AJ first got the news that he wasn't going to the Olympics. It can just be so emotional and a real punch in the gut when it feels like a door to your dreams is closed. But getting back up and trusting that all things work together for good can show that sometimes a no is actually just a not yet. I want to give just another thanks to AJ for for joining us, and I want to leave you guys with a challenge. Like I said, at We, Us, and Ours, we believe that all strangers are a new potential friendship. So, what new potential friend could you make this week? Whether it's in person, reaching out to someone on social media, who's someone that you've been thinking about connecting with, or maybe just keep your eyes open for the opportunity to spark up a conversation with a stranger. You never know where it's going to lead. Thanks again, and we'll see you guys soon.